0: Welcome back. This is Mick Clifford sitting in for Shane Coleman. Now, a story that has been in and out of the media over the last, I'd say, 10 or 12 years is that of Cynthia Owen, nee Murphy. Cynthia Owen is a woman who has made a series of allegations about what happened in her childhood home in Dockie County, Dublin. She's now a grown woman. She's living in England. But she alleges that during her childhood she was subjected to some horrific sexual abuse and physical abuse within her home. She has also been deemed by a coroner's court to be the mother of a baby whose body was found in Dunleer in 1973 when Cynthia Owen was 11 years of age. Mrs. Owen alleges that that baby was a result of a rape she suffered in her own home. Apart from her allegations to do with what happened in her home, she has also alleged that she was hired out by her parents to a paedophile ring, as she says it, that operated in at the time. She named 12 men whom she alleges were part of this ring. All of those men deny any involvement whatsoever. One of those she mentioned was Frank Mullen and Frank Mullen is a former guard. He joins us now with his wife Ellen. And just want to start off, Frank and Ellen, by asking you, as you're both aware, there's a whole series of allegations. As you said yourself, Frank, up to 100 at one stage. Why do you think Cynthia Owen made these allegations against you and the other men that she named?
1: Well, I, I wouldn't have any idea why she did it, but certainly, in my view, she didn't, wasn't given the attention that should have got and the action that should have been taken when it was proved beyond any shadow of doubt that the allegations were false. Uh, she was allowed to carry on irrespective of what she was saying,
0: but why do you think that she named, I mean, there was 12 men, she said, in Docky area. Why do you think she named you and the other 11?
1: Well, I'm very I'm well convinced that we were so prominent in the area, in the community. All of those people who were well known.
0: Ellen, how do you feel about that?
2: Well, I think it's because they were a local family. You know, there were generations from Darky Hill. And uh, he was in sorry, like
0: Frank's family. Fan- yeah. Frank's family.
2: Yeah. So you pick on a family. The name Mullen. They were well known, and uh, he he did a lot of community work in the town. He was very involved in a local soccer club from a very young age. His dad was in it. His grandfather was involved in it. And And I
0: presume, like anywhere, because you remember when Garda Shikan up until the 80s, everybody knows the local guard.
2: Everyone knows. And the borough of Dunleary, Docky is a very small place, but the borough of Dunleary is very small when it comes to soccer clubs or local clubs. Everybody knows everybody. Going back to when I met Frank, I would have known every one of the local Docky United team. And you would have known them on a the personal level. You would have known their wives or those who were going out with somebody and eventually got married. And I think, you know, when you're so well-known, it's very easy, pick a name.
0: Okay, and and that's why, in your opinion, that you were accused in terms of these allegations. Did you know, or do you know, Cynthia Owen Nee Murphy? No. No. Did you know her family? Murphy? The Murphys.
1: Oh, yeah, I knew them. Of course I did, yeah. Yeah. Uh... I said but you wouldn't have
2: known the children individually. Oh, I, I never children. knew them. No, no, they no, went no, to school no. in Dorkey I ne- I didn't know any of them at school, because our children would have been at school. Our oldest would have been around the same age as them.
1: I knew her. Fa- I knew her. Her father. Peter He Murphy. was the caretaker, of it. and the, t- the town hall was the centre of all the activity. Of course. Indoor training in the winter, etc., etc. And when Peter Mur- Murphy. Retired, there was a huge presentation to him from all the groups. This was before near yeah, this broke. Uh, from all the groups who used the town hall when he retired, he was given a presentation down in in, in the in Dalky for, and so many groups contributed because he was very helpful to everybody who used the town hall.
2: Well, there was the musical society, yeah. the tennis clubs, the. Old Folk's Dramat, Dinner. Dramatic society. Uh, the Docky Festival used it when the Docky Festival Yeah, was.
0: and to be fair, it should be said, you know, we have often come across scenarios when somebody outside the home is a very different individual from inside the home mm. and yeah. that there's no doubt mm. that with a number of people who grew up in that house taking their own lives, there was certainly, I think it's fair to say, something highly dysfunctional there. Yeah. Some of the allegations, as you know, Cynthia Owen claims that you were involved in the cover-up of the murder of this baby that was found in Dunleary, And as I understand you, Frank, you say you had absolutely nothing to do with a cover-up. What was your role in that investigation?
1: Well, if I can explain very briefly, this baby was found in a laneway. And the laneway was directly opposite the laneway into the Dun Laoghaire Garden Station, 30 yards. And the body was found on a Sunday morning or a bank holiday morning, I can't remember which, wrapped up in paper. You, you were no, no, based in
0: Dunleer at the time? Yes, at the time. Yeah. You are serving?
1: And that's how we happened to be in in the, in the station at the time, and the first there, first go over. And,
0: and we, you, you also took some statements from witnesses in relation to that?
1: Yeah, when when, I, when you say I took some statements from witnesses, I did, I took two from, to the best of my memory now at this stage, I took two statements from two people who saw the Bobby, and who walked, like the person who reported it, walked into the station to say that that they were separate, to say that uh, they'd seen this baby or whatever. And I just happened to be there again because it was my station. Yeah, they're routine type of statements in any investigation like that. Uh, And it wasn't, it was was just a routine statement.
0: And the rest of the investigation, did you have anything to do with that? No, nothing whatsoever. Right. Uh, Actually, the
2: laneway was known as the back of Lee's shop. It was Lee's, the laneway at the back of Lee's shop. I think, if I can remember, I think the two, two there were two young boys that saw this.
0: There were actually, because that's yeah. the record. One of them actually went on to be a journalist um, Did he? with the yeah. Irish Times. That's uh, what,
2: I, my vague memory of it, there were two boys not an adult.
0: Oh yes that found, that I think yes. they were around 10-11 years of age, exactly. two boys. yeah. yeah that's correct. Exactly. The other allegations, as you know concern, Cynthia Owen suggests that her father was the caretaker in Docky Hall and I think she suggests on some occasions that her mother was involved as well in, to use an awful term, hiring her out as a child to this so-called paedophile ring. Now, as I understand you, Frank, you have a number of instances whereby you say that some of these allegations simply don't stack up on a factual basis apart at all from the fact that you say you've nothing to do with any of it.
1: They don't stack up, no, because there are many reasons for uh, When we looked into it, we discovered that she, her, she was based basing her uh, accusations in a way about when her, her father worked as a caretaker in Dawkey Town Hall. Now, what she has st- stated is totally wrong because her father didn't work as a caretaker when she was that age. And I gave proof of this to the Garda Shukon in, in certification, which I got from, from the uh, corporation headquarters, and that proves conclusively that she's wrong there.
0: Right, and there was other instances now, there was also an allegation that she was taken to a house where another named individual lived, but I think you found some records that contradict that.
1: Yes, you see, well, I, I refer briefly to my investigation. I, I was so frustrated, we were so frustrated, Alan and I, where nothing was happening to anything that, that I reported. And reported I, I, to the Gardie. The Gardie. It was just left hanging there. And the rumour machine was working in Dawkey, and I was becoming the focus of attention. And we, we decided that I'd do my own private investigation, which I duly did. And, uh, and that proved beyond any shadow of a doubt that lots of the things that she did say couldn't have happened. And I, I gave this information and this that this documentary happens to the Garda Shikona in the expectation that they would act on it accordingly. But, of course, they did nothing about it.
0: Well, no, I would imagine what the Garda will say is that there has been no prosecution and therefore, as far as they were concerned, there was no case, certainly having referred it to the DPP, that there was no case about you. What, I, what I'm getting at, Frank, is what more would you have liked the Garda to do that they didn't do in terms of the accusations and your, your good name?
1: Well, at the very start, I found the, when my the rumour machine was at full strength and when my name was being mentioned uh, on a daily basis around the town, that sort of stuff, I couldn't get the guard of Sheecona to take a statement from me to clear my name. And I got my solicitor to write to the, to the superintendent or the chief, whatever it was, looking to, for to take the statement. So, and, and they wouldn't do it. And it took me ages to get him to take a statement. And then only if I, when I threatened this to go public. This
2: goes back to 2005 when he first wanted, when you first, Frank, wanted to make a statement. And it, it drifted on from there and the generic letters started filtering backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. When forward. you say
0: the generic letters, Ellen, what do you Coming mean? Coming
2: from the superintendent the chief superintendent signed by a certain person whom I won't name. The same person is on every letter. I have a briefcase full of files and this letter, this person keeps signing this letter. I, I, and what was we the We have received your letter and we are, right. you know, looking we, into received, this. We've your letter we're looking into it, We've acknowledged yes. yeah, the date on the top and the signature at the bottom. And uh, this has gone on and on and on. And Up to, uh, the present day. to the present day, I have written to the minister, the previous minister for justice, the present minister for justice. I wrote her as a mother, as a grandmother.
0: Ellen, what specifically did you ask in those letters?
2: To clear Frank's good name, just to clear the Mullen name, that we could live in peace and that we wouldn't have the media doorstepping Frank or parking outside the gate or that he could go to the 40 foot in peace and could get undressed and get dressed
0: And in your opinion was the investigations conducted, now we know there was investigations by the Gardaí there was investigation by the HSE and there was a review which was initiated by the Minister for Justice. In your opinion were those investigations conducted in the fullest manner that would satisfy you?
2: No No, I would even go as far as say there wasn't any investigation. That it was just the letters piled up and they were transferred from Billy to Jack. They went from the minister to the park. The last letter was in, I think, March of this year. A letter went, it was transferred from the minister for justice to a section in the park. I rang that section in the park I got the name of the person who has a list of degrees after his name. I rang the number. I spoke to a man in there. He listened and he said, the letter has gone back to Don Leary."
0: And in what manner could Frank's name be cleared to the extent that you're suggesting?
2: I think if they had, if they had the, for instance, the file that Frank gave from the Tom's directory, and
1: and her mother.
0: That was in relation to the, this house that where she well, 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 was brought. Uh, yeah.
2: When he left the guards, when he went out of <coughs> uniform, when he was transferred. That was in
0: relation to allegations that he had appeared in Sinty Owens' childhood home in uniform. But yeah. his record shows he was he out of uniform in uniform. the early sixties. Yeah. He a was in
2: the GRA. He had kind of gone out of the whole scene in Don Leary and in Dorkey. He was gone from the F district and. You know, But what I'm getting bad. at,
0: what form of clearance? Like, what would you like to see or receive that would satisfy you that Frank's name was cleared?
2: I just want a document to say that Frank was not the leader of a paedophile ring in Dawkey, that he didn't commit any crime, that he never interfered with a child. The most caring, loving dad and granddad did an awful lot of work wh- when he was in the Guards, for people who had problems, local people in the town, he would have helped. And here he is, you know, classified as some kind of a criminal. So you go to bed at night, you can't sleep. I haven't slept since January. Since Facebook.
0: Now that's reference to a posting on Facebook where Frank's name was mentioned. Yes. Another allegation. Yeah. It was a Facebook under Cynthia name, whether or not she posted it. But tell me about that, about the impact of that and the wider impact, Frank, on your life?
1: Well, the wider impact in my life has been very significant because the one aspect of it that really upsets me is that when I decided to do this investigation myself because there was nothing else being done about it, I did it in a very discreet way and I came up with incredible, with irrefutable evidence to the fact that these, these events could not have taken place for various reasons, which I made out and gave in written form to the Guard authorities in the expectation that they would do something about it. And they did absolutely nothing. And they haven't done it yet. And even to the present day, I wrote a letter to, uh, on the 9th of January, wasn't
2: it? The 9th of January Yeah, the, 9th of the January, Chief Superintendent.
1: Outlining the, the problems that I had and the non non-activity, if you like, of the Gardaí in investigating any of these things, and I had an interview.
2: You had a, you were looking for a transcript. I was from looking. That was part the seventeenth of June. You were looking for a transcript
0: from an interview the Gardaí conducted with you. Yeah,
1: but the Gardaí conducted two interviews, and that's something that I have to isolate too because they were done at my behest, not at the Gardaí's because I couldn't get the guards first to take the statement, and then as the thing wore on, I could get, I could get no movement, and I demanded. That a review, and I was told first though that there were five allegations and then there happened to be 40 and then when I was talking to the Chief Superintendent he told me that I shouldn't be going down this road because it's too uh, uh, perverted and everything else and there are 104 allegations okay. that I'm involved so it's in two, 104, 104 and nothing done about them
0: Two things so. just and this is what people would say what Cynthia Owen has said and people who would very much be sympathetic with her position have said the HSE investigation, the person who conducted that suggested that her allegations were credible and, and consistent. consistent. And she, in a statement she released since the piece was published in the Examiner last Monday, she also added that the psychologist hired by the Garda in its investigation said that she was believable. I'm not sure is that the correct term, but something along those lines as well. How would you respond to that?
1: It's Never. If the Garda had examined the evidence that I gave them, They would have seen that it couldn't be like that because there was no connection whatsoever in relation to what she was saying. And there was irrefutable evidence to say that it couldn't have happened. You take, for example, she made a a horrendous allegation against me and others bringing children, herself included, to Dalky Island. Uh, where there was a but, ritual involving you, you, goats, you, I think is, it is was the phrase. For a was ritual used. as such, you, you couldn't actually describe it publicly, but it was the most perverted any of us had ever seen. It involves uh, it involves activities with, with, with goats and kid goats and sexual involvement with horror. I,
0: what
2: you yeah. couldn't can, can have? Can I
1: mention? Can I mention in, in, in the blood of goats that we slaughtered and covered her body with before we raped her? I mean, that's sort of it's insanity.
2: But you couldn't have down at Docky Harbour? You couldn't have actually. There were huts down at Docky Harbour, and all the men would have known Frank. Would have known Frank's father. They were in the huts. You couldn't have taken a boat out and rowed with an eleven-year-old child to Docky Island. Without the whole town knowing thing? about
1: it. The man that she said was my read lieutenant, if you know, assistant, that man had left Dawkey three years, three years before she was born.
0: OK, and there was then, and there was another allegation that surfaced, I think, a couple of years ago, and that was in relation to a horrendously tragic event in Dawkey, this house fire in which the Howard family who lived there, 13 of them, died in the fire. And was there a suggestion put that... And I think the suggestion initiated with one of the Howard family survivors, according to Miss Owen, and they conveyed to her this allegation that you had been involved in that in some way and she had conveyed it to the Gardaí.
1: That Howard, the allegations in relation to the Howard, that came on top of me like like a thunderstorm. I had heard no word of any such thing happening over the years. Just for the record,
0: this was over 40 years ago and it was always treated as a tragic accident. The man in the house was a newspaper vendor. He had a room full of newspapers. It was always treated as a horrendous accident.
1: Yeah. When I was finished the second review, finished totally, I felt totally happy that it was all over now. And out of the blue, they produced an envelope and said, we've one thing here to mention to you. It's about the hard disaster. And I didn't know what they were going to say. And they said that myself and others had broken into the Howard House and murdered these people and then set fire to destroy the evidence. And I got such a shock that I passed out. I physically passed out, got weak. And I, I couldn't believe it. And that was the first I ever heard of it.
0: And that was only about two years ago, am I
2: right? 17th of July, 2014.
1: And I have heard nothing about it since, except that it's beyond belief the Garda Shea Corner would have that sort of information and I was never told about it and you know what more can I say Yeah
0: and uh, I've discovered independently Frank that around that time yourself and others were involved I think in an effort to do up the graves of that particular family as I saw references well, to else? That's right. right.
1: I didn't want to say that because I might think I was looking for praise uh, the, the entire family it's in a mass grave in Dean's Grange and there's a couple of our people very quite near them and visiting those graves some of the lads who played, two lads who played for the football club, I'm, a, I'm part of my own family, passing to visit our friend's grave we noticed the deterioration in the Howard grave and it was decaying and we said what a pity coming up to 40 years and we, we clubbed together and we got burnells to do a, a splendid job on it and that was just before the 40th anniversary no, you and mean... that's the reason why we did that and that brought us into focus then of course
2: Plus, Frank's father and Daddy Howard as he was known this Howard man's dad they were friends so Daddy Howard and Frank's dad would have been friends right. they worked in the corporation together. they worked right. in the corporation together now, you, you
0: mentioned football and yeah. your association with Doc United came yeah. to an end last year yeah do you want to tell us about that?
1: Yeah, I, I've been in United since the start of 1953. And a, a group took over dock United when, during a period, I, I was laid up in hospital with hip thing. And, that. and they put it to me quite bluntly that I was an embarrassment to the club because of the allegations that had been made against me in relation to these, the, the Murphy case and all that. And they wanted me to resign and I wouldn't resign, and I told them, and I have the notes about all this but off the record, uh, and I wouldn't pack in or resign. And then they, they they said that the committee wanted this, and I said, how come there was a committee meeting when I wasn't told about it? I'm, I'm on the committee. Well, it wasn't the meeting, but we contacted different members of the committee, and we want, there's a, there's a committee meeting going to be held, because I insisted on it. And when the committee meeting was held, and when I, I wanted to give show the evidence. They wouldn't even take the evidence of the seven or eight times that before the DPP. And they said, look, we're not interested in that. Well, I said, I don't want any further meetings called without my knowledge. And when I was away in Tipperary, Ellen, they called the meeting and they kicked me out. And they wouldn't allow me to produce one of the documents where I've been exonerated by the DPP or anybody else.
0: OK, Frank, why have you decided now at this stage to effectively go public with your identity as being the person, one of the people at the centre of this whole affair?
1: Well, as I stated previously, I could not get any satisfaction to have my name cleared. And I had no intention of going to, my, to the next world, passing out on, and leaving this behind me as a legacy, all these allegations And I wanted to clear my name for the sake of my family, my wife, my children, when I I departed from this world. Because I had learned from a legal friend that they can say anything they like about you when you're gone. And you've no defence. And the children have no defence. And I can't do anything about it. And I was determined that I would have my name cleared before I passed away.
0: Ellen?
2: My reason is... The same, but a lot different. After the Facebook case, Frank couldn't sleep. He cried himself to sleep every night. And he came back one day from the 40 foot and he said to me, if you weren't here, I'd swim out and I wouldn't come back. And I said, well, Frank, this has to be confronted. Okay, Frank
0: and Ellen Mullen, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Now we've had a lot of reaction to the interview before the break with Frank and L Mullen just to say that we did ask to speak to Cynthia Owen and we did offer her to write a reply and we've got a statement in response to her solicitor. The statement was written before our interview was broadcast but she was aware of the substantive points it contained which is along the same lines of the interview which was published in the Irish Examiner on Tuesday and is still up on that paper's website. In reply, Cynthia Owen says the following If the allegations are as wild as Frank Mullen says why has he not sued me? I have never been charged or even accused of giving false or misleading information to the Gardaí. I will continue to stand by my allegations and I have now written again to the Taoiseach, the Department of Justice, the Garda Commissioner and GSOC to investigate this matter and to demand that they give me the public inquiry this case requires. Cynthia also referred to the suggestion by Frank Mullen that one of the men she had accused had left Dalky three years before she was born. She says that may or may not be correct, but of what relevance is that, she asks. And then she goes on to say, Living outside Daukey does not mean that an individual did not return to Daukey for these criminal purposes. Many people live outside areas where they continue to have friends and acquaintances. She goes on to dispute Mr. Mullen's account that he had no role in the investigations into the baby's death in 1973, beyond the initial statements which he talked about earlier. And then she also queries the files sent to DPP in the case and disputes Frank Mullen's level of involvement in the case. Now we're also in contact with Dock United Football Club about what Frank Mullen had to say, but they told us they had no comment to make.